It's true. Coffee with humans is like Sunday brunch. People that you know and people that you don't know gather around a table to have some food and enjoy each other's company. Today, my company is Haley Kalani. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Thank you so much, Jason. <laughs> I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> you sure are. I I love that sort of energy that you bring. Uh, I've you. I've only seen briefly the kind of I've seen you briefly on LinkedIn and uh, and you do have this kind of infectious energy. And in fact. I think the profile photo, the thing that sticks out of my mind is your profile photo where it's just like you with this big old smile. And I yeah. love that. Aww, so thank you. thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. What drew you to click the button to have coffee with me? Well, honestly, I was like looking through, you know, we found each other on Matchmaker FMM. It sounds like a dating site. It's, it it's for podcasts. It's basically dating for podcasts. <laughs> and literally the two words that are in your title, which is coffee and humans, those two things, I, was like, I love both of those things. I have to see what this is about. And then it was such a simple concept, have a fun conversation with somebody you've never met. And I was like, that sounds right up my alley. So that is exactly what prompted me to take the leap and talk with you. That's awesome. Uh, well, it's true. I, I have been um, a fan of coffee for a very long time. And then somebody somebody uh, contacted me and said, hey, can I be on your show? But I don't drink coffee. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize people take it that literally. <laughs> I mean, I felt a little bit like I was cheating today because I just have tea. <laughs> That's okay. I have espresso that I left on, left out for a little bit. So it's kind of like lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Do you have one? Of, I don't know what they're called. You'll have to educate me but it's the coffee press but it's oh, in that yeah. metal i saw it on one of your other podcast episodes a and french i was press. And wanted to yeah i don't know if it's a french press it's the one that does like a the, pour over type of thing the darker espresso where you like stick it on the stove and it goes oh, a more. mocha pot that yes this is from the mocha pot such a mm. simple invention i don't know if i should thank the italians for it or who but it is a it's an italian espresso maker so simple just sticking out it's like there and the secret <laughs> the secret that i found is if you just buy the cheapo cheapo mocha pot it's like five bucks for you know this massive thing but if you buy the expensive ones that are all enameled and come in these fancy boxes it's the same thing but it's got to be 30 to 50 bucks why do they mark it up just branding or what is that people in the u.s are suckers that's 100 percent true yeah it's just <laughs> it's just branding and and the the box has a little bit better look to it and stuff but yeah they're like look at this fancy foreign thing that we're gonna mark up and you're gonna buy because you think it's awesome <laughs> exactly it speaks to i think a person's pride uh and who they see themselves as which ooh, wow yeah so i see myself as a cheap <laughs> cheap coffee drinker <laughs> Oh, man. It's just I mean, I think that could be good things or, you know, not so good things. But just look at the bright side part of it. You know, yeah. you're frugal and efficient. You mm -hmm. get what you need, you know. I think so. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is coffee from a mocha pot. Uh, and and it's just it's such a rich. I don't know. It's such a rich cup of coffee. I love it. But I'm glad that you're uh, I'm glad that you're OK drinking tea as well. Um, I wrote something the other day about coffee and why coffee uh because i've got something new i'm i i've never told anybody about this there's one other person on the planet who knows 
Mm. I mean, you're spilling it. You might be the the legit the second individual who knows (laughs) about this. So I'm thinking of taking a coffee with humans thing and turning it into a coffee book. And so each person gets a, you know, each guest who's been on it gets a couple pages of whatever, you know, kind of the digest of what we talked about along with photos and that type of stuff. Just to honor the space of all these people who came together to have coffee, right? That's so cool. I love that idea. So I was writing this thing about like an intro and I like, why coffee? Because, I mean, because there there was that guy who took it very literally and, um, and I can see why, but I guess my point, uh, the point that I was writing the other day was coffee and this nature of sitting with someone in a space, just having a conversation is intimate and it's a place where, where there's this magical connection that can be made, right? Where we can mm-hmm. bring our whole selves to that space and and call, kind of call out or conjure up good things mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a creative energy that just cannot be had on your own, um, even though I'm a very solitary guy, but it's, a, it's an energy that can't be had on your own. And um, coffee is just kind of representative of that or tea. I totally agree. I think that we've gotten far away from the original reason why we started drinking coffee besides like, you know, we're like, oh, cool, coffee beans are available and we can make it into this drink. But it was really the process of making the coffee and sitting down with family or friends and, you know, sipping it slowly and enjoying, you know, we didn't have cream and we didn't have Keurigs where it takes 30 seconds to make coffee. People really enjoyed the process of taking, you know, two to five minutes to really put love and good energy into it and then share that with other people. And so I I try and take a little bit of a mindful moment each time I have coffee or tea or especially if I'm sitting down with somebody else. You really? I do. Yeah. That doesn't happen all the time. I would say probably a majority of the time it's like, cool, drink my coffee, get up and go walk the dog. But whenever I'm around somebody else, yeah. Sit outside, have a short conversation, catch up a little bit. Yeah. I started um, making a, I started making coffee in a pour over, um, uh, which necessitates standing around with this long net kettle and just like drizzling the water on there. And I did it it very purposefully because I felt like I was moving through things. And I have I have this tendency where I'll just get in this mode where I start moving through things very quickly. And um I thought, wait, wait a second, when do I ever take time to just be be a little bit more still? And I really enjoy this idea of coffee. I love I I like coffee the flavor of coffee and I like the different ways to make it, and so I set myself up that that uh, that pour over, and it is like you say, it's this mindful moment where this 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 thing that I enjoy that adds that adds value to my life, I can I can just be in that moment and slow down for a little bit, um, and it's it it has it it the, at least the thought of it. Um, does does I think lead to that uh, I don't know mindfulness or um, thoughtfulness or whatever you want to call it you know consideration mm-hmm. of who you are and where you're at in the world what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah you're like deep existential moment with yourself even if it's for like thirty seconds <laughs> yeah 
But too often, like, we don't take those things. And I don't know that we're better for not taking those things. Um, yeah, I think we're, you know, worse off for not taking those moments more often and really just reconnecting with ourselves at least, you know, for a couple seconds throughout the day to recenter, as you said. And so funny that something so simple is just pouring that coffee or well, the water over the coffee. And uh, do you have a Chemex? This is like a little off topic. I did not go with the Chemex. I bought um, the cheap uh, the cheap plastic thing that you sit on top of the cup. <laughs> hey, man, that is just as good, honestly. But, but don't sell me too short. I, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find this thing for you since we're talking about it. Um, I I I was inspired by a coffee shop called La La, La Marzocca, something like that, in Seattle, and mm. they served. Um, let's see here. We'll see if this pulls up the, the wonders of Google search. Oh yes, fun. that's what I'm talking about. All right. I love Google Photos. How it can just like pull up something that. Like ready to rock. Uh, <laughs> so, this is how I serve myself my pour over coffee. So, the pour over thing sits like on the top there, and then it goes into this carafe, which sits on obviously this, this wooden plank here, this teak wood. Mm-hmm. It's totally a concept I stole from a high end coffee shop in Seattle. Because I was, it's again, it's one of those things where I, I, it's almost like I honor myself and in that moment, just like, okay, I'm um, not in some goofball weird way, but like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I enjoy this space. Let me just honor the moment instead of just like, how fast can I run through it? Um, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to knock like Nespresso machines or something like that, but <laughs> if it's, yeah. if, if the important moments in your life just come down to how fast you can, you press the button and get the results, I think we've lost something. Yeah. I love that you say honor the moment. I think that's so crucial and we get away from that a lot of times, whether it's just, you know, because we have so many things going on throughout the day with work and maybe you have kids and maybe you're going to school or whatever it is that, yeah, we do want to a lot of times just move through our day as fast as possible. And the whole concept of, all right, let's live for the weekend. You're trying to move through your week as fast as possible, especially if you're starting off on Monday morning, getting up out of bed and you're like, oh, that sucks. (laughs) Like it's Monday. So it makes sense that we've gotten in the habit of just really trying to go fast every single day. Um, But when we do slow down in moments that make us feel good, right? Like for you, that's pouring your morning coffee. For me, maybe that's, you know, chilling outside on my patio and just looking out at the forest. It can be something really simple, but it, in my opinion, helps a lot with just taking in the moment, being a little bit more grateful, having a better outlook on your day, handling situations, lots of great benefits. Yeah. Are you a plant lover? Um, yes. As you can see, I've got very many plants. I am not the plant mom though. Uh, my girlfriend, her name is Val. She is the one who takes care of it. I just like to look at everything. And so that's why a lot of the plants are in here, she's like, okay, you can take this one and you can take this one, but this one's, no, it's too fragile. It's coming with me. 
I had a bunch of plants outside uh, over the summer, and I was so excited because I would care for them um, uh, sort of religiously. And um, and then winter came, and I had to bring them inside, and they started dying off quickly. And I was so disappointed because they outside in the in the correct environment, they just thrived, right? And then this transition to almost no light, you know, comparatively, different temperatures, different humidity levels. Now water, you know, like the watering process has to completely change because they're not evaporating in the right, the same ways. Um, yeah, I, I managed to kill off a couple of them. And then e- even some of the plants are like, you can never kill this plant. I was like, I did it. <laughs> and I didn't want to, right? Um, but... <laughs> Now I have a big rack set up um, in in my dining room, actually, mm-hmm. against a window. Um, and there's too many plants. There's like, it's like one of those uh, industrial racks. And it's, oh, it's plants on plants on plants on plants on plants. It looks crazy in here. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love mm-hmm. the jungle inside vibe. I'm like, all right, cool. Put as many plants as you want in here as possible. Yeah. And I, th- I think, um, I don't know, I get all, all ex- existential feeling about stuff. And one of the lessons I took from that is this idea of there is a proper environment for every everything. And I think there's a good environment for people too, uh, y- uniquely made for each of us. And when we find that environment, we thrive. And when we don't find that environment, the transition time is rough. And then we slowly begin to die. And if we treat ourselves the same way we treated ourselves in a different environment, things go off the rails. And eventually, you know, we can end up in that time where, you know, all of our leaves fall off, you know, and we're like, all right, I think I can make it back. And then sometimes we don't. Um, and sometimes we figure it out um, and we thrive again. So I don't know. What a wild metaphor for life, which is crazy because as you were saying that, I was thinking too, you're so right when you're talking about having the plants going from outside to inside. Like people kind of need that too, even in a directly, like you were saying, uh, it's got to be very specific to each person with that, which I totally agree. But even just being outside, like we were (laughs) used to be born outside, grew up outside, did everything outside until we all moved inside (laughs) and (laughs) everything changed. And now, like you even said, like lack of light and lack of, you know, just different oxygen, different humidities, different things. And how do we get more connected with our roots in nature? And how does that impact us in a positive way? Um, but even to what you said in different changing environments from work to home, like how do we, especially working from home, find myself, you know, I have this shoji screen slash birdcage looking thing behind me. And it helps me sort of separate the fact that I'm also in my bedroom, which is my office, and getting out of that space and transitioning from work mode to home mode, where I can really relax, not have to think or stress about anything else, and be present in the environment that I'm now either moving to or I'm in. Yeah. You do consulting, it's my understanding. What do you con- mm-hmm. what what do you consult on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's more so coaching. I definitely, you know, my company name is Kalani Consulting. Um, but what I really do is teach. So I teach mission-driven professionals 
how to create better content. And that's like the short, cool, you teach people how to create content. I really come at it from an approach of how do we unlock your inner creator? How do we make you a more innovative thinker outside of the box, you know, problem solving? How do we make you more adaptable so that you can also pair your values, your vision, the person that you are to a core inside all of this this beautiful package and then put it in the right place at the right time for the right eyes and ears to absorb that message and be like, yes, I want to join that person's mission. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Mission-driven professionals. What, why? I mean, that's, there's, I could ask deeper questions than that, but (laughs) why? Yeah. Well, (laughs) at first I was just trying to figure out who I wanted to work with. Like when I first started my business, I was involved in the music industry as an audio engineer, and that was my network. So I actually started out doing social media management, like doing posts for people, scheduling stuff, all of the above. And when I was first starting working with the music industry, I was like, okay, cool, this is fun, but I was lacking some fulfillment and for two major reasons. One was... I wasn't in charge of the idea process. Like I wasn't there to help people think differently and to take what they saw in their head or what I saw in my head and make that a reality. And so that was problem one. So I said, okay, I'm going to pivot and do coaching and teach people how to do that. And problem two was I didn't feel like I identified enough with those in the music industry, um, which was hard because you had some people who were mission-driven musicians who wrote songs that uplifted and inspired people or even just shared their own past and story and people can relate with. So that was really cool, but I had to dive into my past a little bit. And in the way that I came up with making sure that I'm helping mission-driven people was that When I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called aplastic anemia. And it's basically where your good cells are attacking each other. And so I was in and out of the hospital for a period of years. It was like the whole world was the pandemic and I was the only one in quarantine. Like I couldn't go to the grocery store. I couldn't go to school. couldn't eat deli meats or fruits without really thick skin on them to peel. It was a whole thing. And the doctors that I had were incredible. The nurses that I had were amazing. The caretakers that were able to bring me into a remission, so I'm all healthy now, uh, impacted me in a really positive way. And so after doing a lot of reflection on like, okay, Haley, how did you end up in this position in life anyway? And what are my core values? It was really making sure that I was able to help other people. So if I can help people who are trying to help others, then that's in turn helping me. So that's the series of events that led to me saying, okay, I want to only help people who want to help other people. Hmm. How do you measure whether people want to help other people? What's the criteria? What's the filter on that? Yeah, I don't know how you'd measure it, but the criteria is, are you benefiting one person's life in some way, shape or form. So for that can come in so many different ways that can come in just making them a happier human being, healthier. Uh, it can be enlightening them in some knowledge, like teaching them a certain skill that they can use to then better themselves. So that's usually what I go off of is, is it changing somebody's life 
even just a portion of somebody's life. You don't have to go rework in uh, Dalai Lama their entire life and have them, <laughs> you know, have enlightenment and clarity, but just a small change that over time leads to bigger and better things. I'm a big believer in the fact that, you know, everything's got a ripple. If I do something nice to somebody else, that's going to impact them and so on and so on and so on. Okay. And you find that the people that you work with then, um, their, their ultimate goals are at the core to somehow impact somebody else's life. I think that's part of it. I think there's always a self-serving part of it too, because yes, as much as I want to help others help others and get their message seen, you know, in the way that I can, which is through content. For me, I also want freedom. Like I want to travel. For me, freedom means like living in a tiny home in the middle of nowhere and just doing my thing. But for somebody else, it could be making tea. Like who knows? So it's part self-serving in the sense that for me, I definitely want a vision and a fun future for myself. And I know that all my clients want the same thing. So it's goes hand in hand. Like we can't, if we constantly give, 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 give without receiving anything in return, like we're just going to burn out and there has to be another internal why along with your external why. No, I totally agree with you. Um, I had a conversation just, uh, Yesterday, I think it was, a gentleman had just contacted me sort of randomly, asked me about, you know, what sort of work I did. And I told him, and he was just thinking to, to have a conversation about business, you know, going forward. And the conversation quickly, as it tends to do with me, turned to something else. And um, and I made a comment to him, said something like, you know, it's how's it feel being the chief happy maker? Uh, that every, you're in charge of everybody else's happiness and you put yourself at the end of the line as though I said, you'd be, you'd be perfectly fine if everybody ate. And at the end, there was nothing left for you. And, uh, and I said, and that's why you're burned out. And you are on a plane that is slowly going down. So how, how sustainable is this? And he starts to cry. And then he said, nobody Ooh. has got me uh, that way. Um, he says, and he says, and you know what? Nobody sees it around me. And I don't, and I was like, that's because you don't let them see it. You don't let them see it that you just keep giving, 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 giving. And you're getting some value. It is saying something about you. And that's why you keep doing this. And yet it's unsustainable. And you are dying on the vine here. Uh, and and uh, it's interesting that we tend to do, when we get in that mode where we give, 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 and with without taking care of ourselves, we eventually are left with nothing. And, um, it's unfortunate that well-meaning people fall into that trap where it becomes all about everybody else and never about yourself. Um, as though that is the ultimate goal. Um, you know, to just give so much that you, that, uh, and, and never, never, um, I think never just stand up for yourself. And so I told him at the end, I said, I want you to, I gave him some homework and then I said, the one thing I want you to do is be true to yourself. And I said, I don't want, and every time you think as you're tra- writing down who, what your life needs to look like for you in the next three to five years, um, every time you think, yes, but them, I was like, nope, that's not, that's not where we're headed with this. If you're going to be true to anybody in this process, just for this moment, you got to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so true. We have to be so aligned with 
us, ourself, you know, taking care of ourselves, not only our basic needs, but our needs that aren't so basic, the things that we want and we cherish in life, like more time, more money to be able to make better choices or whatever it may be. And when we align ourselves first and then say approach a situation or a person or a project, whatever it may be, and say, okay, is this 100% in alignment, then move forward that, that way the relationship of giving and receiving can flow a bit better. Yeah. And it, and it becomes, uh, as, you know, as evidenced by comment that he had made, he made a, he, he said something like, um, you know, I've got these great relationships with all these people around me. And I said, that's true. Um, and then I said, but they're, they're in, they are in a great relationship with a version of you that you want them to see. And I said, and that's evidenced by, you said, here's what this person gets and here's what this person gets and here's what this person gets and here's what this person gets. And I tried to have the conversation about how burned out I am and nobody understood. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, yep. So you're actually on, you are actually so terrified to become, to, to craft your circumstances around uh, that, that will make you put or put you in a healthier spot for yourself. You're so afraid that when you do that, all of these people will fall out of love with the person that they have come to know. And that's gotta be terrifying. And, uh, I think a lot of people end up in that situation inadvertently, even due to good things, like everything that he was doing for people was good, hundred percent good. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if at some point in time he snaps, you know, it ultimately, is it, is it good? I don't think it is, but I feel like also life is about that journey. We have to be on that journey. We have to go through those tough times to figure ourselves out. If we just, if we just ended up in this spot where, Hey, I understand myself. I don't think that that's, I don't think we gain anything from that. I think the, I think the power actually comes in the experience and the path, not the destination. Oh, I am a hundred percent on board with that. I, it's funny. I was having this conversation a couple times this week recently where yeah, the universe will smack you straight upside the head when it needs to, to say, hey, your focus is on something else where it should be on this. And in that you know, person's case, it was your focus is on giving, 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 and not on aligning more balance with giving to yourself and still being able to impact just as many people uh, and not being afraid to you know, hurt that relationship just because you're taking care of yourself first. And so, man, the universe works in some wild ways to teach you lessons, but I love it. And it's just a constant game, in my opinion, with the, with the universe where there is, you know, there is no winner or anything, but you win your own personal, personal life. Like if at the end of your time here, you're like, yes, I would be willing to live this life over again. In my opinion, you win. Yeah. Well, totally. Um, you said the word game, which is a perfect segue into, hey, you want to play a game? <laughs> I so want to play a game. Okay, let's play a game. We're going to play, uh, I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, boop. We're going to play a game called Watchman Draw It. Okay. Uh, which I'm super excited about. Um, I hope that you're a terrible drawer because I'm terrible. Such uh, a bad drawer. Okay, good. That means I have a chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know what people win. <laughs> like <laughs> just bragging rights, I guess. Hey, whatever. Bragging rights on coffee with humans is good. So what's draw works like this. 
uh, I'm going to put up a card and it'll look like some, something like this, you know, draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to start a timer after I read that card. I'm going to start a timer for one minute. You have the opportunity uh, to, and the responsibility, let me say, <laughs> to draw <laughs> To draw that as best as you can, and then at the end of that minute, we'll have to show our we'll 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 show our pictures to our camera here, uh, and then uh, you and I can vote, and then any any of our viewers online who choose to vote in, they can vote as well. So have have people ever not voted for themselves? Yes, totally. We are a group of honest individuals, honest and objective <laughs> individuals. <laughs> All right, I got to put my feelings out of this. Yes, this is not about you. This is about the good of all mankind. okay are you ready for the first one i'm ready okay draw a person with super long legs super short arms and a super big mouth draw a person with super long legs super short arms and a super big mouth you have one minute a person with super let's see here Ugh, people drawing is hard i know right super long legs i'm gonna go i oh geez Feet, feet are hard too. Feet are hard. <laughs> I don't think I ever really learned to draw super well. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Lord knows I tried. <laughs> oh no, I forgot the mouth. Shoot. I didn't leave enough. <laughs> I don't feel like you have 20 seconds. I don't feel like uh, I left enough room for mouth. A super big mouth. Ooh, I've got some time for embellishments. <laughs> really? Yeah. This was this went a little faster than I expected. That's five seconds. Oh no, no, no. Oh, this is not good. All right. Okay. Hand pants uh timer pan, pens down, not pants down. That's weird. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh you want to go first or should I go first? Sure, I can go first. Okay. So right. what do we get? This, this is my person. What? That's yeah. impressive. Thank you. Little top hat as well, but Damn. I think I think that gets it, right? Are those what's what's on those shoes? Are those like uh, bows? They were supposed to be tennis shoelaces in oh, bows. Okay. <laughs> but they do look a little bit like blobs or muffins. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. All right, so let's draw super uh, super long legs, super short arms, and a super big mouth. Um, that's good. You're a liar. That's this a is big terrible. Mouth. Ours are virtually the same. I just added pants. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure what happened with mine. Pictures up the screen again. So I, my mouth looks it like um, it looks like a mustache. I think it does look like that, or maybe a peanut. Are they lit, <laughs> or is the mouth open? I. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's up to the imagination. It was an utter failure. That <laughs> <laughs> was no good. All right. Uh, we can't, uh, we have to do three of these so we can under, we can, so there's never a tie. Okay, sweet. I think you won that first one. I'm going to give you the point on that one. Oh, thanks. All right. Next one. Already? I think so. My paper's flying all over the place. Okay. Oh. I'm good. Uh, draw a special phone that can only call superheroes. Special phone that can only call superheroes. You have one minute. 
Um, Okay, let's see here. Oh, geez. Oh, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Very unique phone. I'm not sure if you can do captions on these, but I've done. I'm doing a caption. You're doing a caption. I'm doing a caption. You have five seconds. Ah! Ah! Oh my god. Beep 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 beep. All right. That one was hard. That one was very difficult. I'll go first this time since. What's oh, that? I said, do you want to go first this time? Uh, yeah, we I'll go first. You, I made you go first last time. Uh, oh, oh, special phone that can only call superheroes. We what is captured that? her. We captured her. Oh, my gosh. So yours is the villain Mine's calling the, villain. the superhero. <laughs> That's innovative. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Mine is a little more questionable. Okay, so <laughs> I think I might need to explain. I tried to make it a different shape, like, you know, the old school phones, but I think I got the dimensions <laughs> a little wrong. So that's the keypad. This is the little speaker portion. Uh -huh. And I made, I guess, my f first initial into a superhero logo so that you know it's only for calling superheroes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would say you took the cake on that one. Um, I'm going to say so. I feel like I, as soon as I saw your picture, I looked at I thought it was like a Sudoku phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't quite look like a handheld device. <laughs> mine had um, mine was like going old school with like the big antenna at the top with the big <laughs> like cell phones when they first came out right after cell phones became they used to be car phones and then they became cell phones and it was like holding a, it was like holding one of these up to your, like, <laughs> yeah. hello, like, a boop. <laughs> like, I don't know. And they sounded terrible. Oh, Anyhow. I can't imagine. It sounded like a, a, a radio that wasn't quite tuned. It was like, hello, Winston or I don't know. All right. That next one. And then we can, uh, so I get that. Uh, I'm uh, okay. You gave that one to me. That's I, I can agree to that. Ready for the next one? Okay, I'm ready. It's our last one. Draw a planet where people walk upside down. Mm. Planet where people walk upside down. Oh boy, I'm going out on a limb here. Um, I'm gonna have to have a close up on this one. Ooh, a close up. I think so. To explain how this walking is happening, <laughs> 17 seconds left. Nice. 10 seconds. 
And that's time. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I don't know about this. I took some creative liberties on this one for sure. Nice. All right. Uh, is it your turn to go? I think so. Okay. All right. So this is my planet. It's got, you know, a little, uh, where is that? A little <laughs> moon right here. Everybody's upside down and running, these two at least. Wow. And then there's a little rocket ship flying by. That is creative. I asked you, I feel like I've been duped. I asked you at the beginning if you were a good drawer, and you said no. And I think that's, I think you are a much better drawer than you give yourself credit for. Oh, thank you. As that evidence, gives my feel so much confidence. Like this. Whoa. All right. So let me explain. There's the planet with people walking upside down. And I thought, well, how do we people walk upside down? It must be because they have millipede hair. Oh, my God. And so to explain that, I had to do an exploded view. Yes. I would say a very magnifying view, it looks like. <laughs> That's genius to have <laughs> millipede legs as hair. I didn't even think about the logistics of trying to walk upside down. I got very concerned with how people would walk upside down. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yours was so intricate, though. You've got like, you had like, uh, I like the the super, the, the what is that called? The planet, the, yeah, the moon thing around a planet with a ring on it. So clearly these are not, it's not Earth. It's what, is it Jupiter that has the ring or Saturn? Saturn. Ooh, I think that's Saturn does. Saturn's got the ring. Yeah. And then you even had a spaceship flying by to find the people who could walk upside down, of course. True. Very wow. true. Yeah. They're, they're, scientists are more interested in that than my just general upside down people. <laughs> they need to know how those millipede legs came about. Well, I uh, the, the complexity and creativity of your drawing, I think, wins the day on that one. Uh, so... I think you came away with two and I came away with one. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. So I bequeath to you eternal glory. Thank you. You did it. All well, right. one of the, one of the things you also wrote uh, in when you were filling out the form to, to schedule your time here was if your life were a novel, what would one of the chapters be called? And you said, Oh shit. And I was like, I call <laughs> me intrigued. <laughs> It was, yeah, I, I called it, oh, shit. Um, when, I, when I was thinking about that answer, I was like, man, man, man. I could probably think of so many other things. But in my mind, oh, shit could be something not so great where you're like, oh, shit. Or it could be something really exciting like, oh, shit. So uh -huh. I, didn't, I couldn't pinpoint a single chapter to identify my life. So I would thought, okay, if I'm going to name a chapter, it could be oh shit because it's versatile. All mm -hmm. right, wow, mm -hmm. that's insightful. I did not immediately think of the of the positive nature of that comment. I I my mind immediately went to oh catastrophe, which is um, I wonder. Yeah, I never. Um, I never, the other, the opposite, never, I never considered that. That's so interesting. Yeah. I, I have plenty of moments in my life where it's the negative version of, oh shit. 
And one of them being like, you know, when I got diagnosed with aplastic anemia, that was not a fun time. Uh, But then, you know, three, four years later, I had some great oh shit moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, you know what, that's so, that's so true. I think though, so my nature is to see the, um, the, I don't know, not necessarily negative, but I, I, I tend to see all the ways things are going to go wrong rather than all all the ways things are going to go right. And it, (laughs) and that, so I think my, uh, my nature is more of fear, fear based nature. Um, which I wonder if that's why I immediately go to the, the negative qualities of that. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, for me, I think I'm the opposite. I'll, you know, I try to bring in more of the realism to bring me myself back to earth if I ever get too positive, too excited about things. Um, but yeah, probably if you approach different situations like that and you're like, okay, how could, how could this fit into this bubble or this world? Do you and- feel like you, that's really interesting. So you said, you you think of things to bring you back to earth if you ever get too positive and too excited about things. Is that an issue with you that you get too too excited? Oh yeah, all the time. I get like too excited about one particular. Maybe it's a project. Maybe it's you know a, a fun thing coming up, or maybe it's just an idea, and I'll get really excited about it, and I'll have to pull myself back just a bit and say, okay, Haley, bring in some realism before you just you know waste all your tickets on something that wasn't very fruitful. Hmm. Do you find that when you get excited, do you characterize that as like fully engaged or what's the, what are the parameters on, or what's described to me that feeling of being fully uh, of getting too excited? Mm. I think it's a mixture of like speed. Like I just want to start the activity or go do the thing or write out the idea and then try and get there. That's one thing. So it's just very frantic. And then to the actual, you know, feeling or vibe or intention that I get is, you know, I've never seen it before or I've, I've, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And so it's ramping up the anticipation. And so it's a literal just excitement of like, okay, I can't wait till this happens. And then, when and if it does, sometimes it's really great and it meets meets all my expectations and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't want to put my personal expectations onto anything else, right? Because that, that's outside of my control, I should say. So bringing it all back in and maintaining that control within my own field, so to speak. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if I... As I was, as you were kind of talking about this idea of getting too excited and having to pull yourself back into reality, um, I do you feel like that's a because I'm trying to co- compare it with kind of what goes on in my mind. Um, do you feel like that is a uh, distraction, or uh, you you get distracted by new things and and start putting your energy in without qualifying whether it's worth your time and effort like you said you know you like spend all your tickets on that one thing is that distraction or is is it lack of uh sticking to something you know the other thing that you're working on because it becomes difficult or where's where for mm-hmm. you is that kind of shift i think i would be able to relate it most back to when i was a kid i loved discovery Mm -hmm. And I loved finding new things. And 
that is sort of the same sense that I get. So I wouldn't say it's a distraction. For me, it's actually an advantage because it opens up a lot of opportunities. So that excitement level of like trying to go and get it and at least taking one step forward to you know bring it into my reality is a good stepping stone for me to say, okay, does this, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, does this align with me, what I'm trying to do, what my future goals are, so on and so forth. And then if it does, then I'll bring in that reality check of like, okay, cool, now tone it down and really figure out what you're supposed to do. But I do think it's an advantage and it can definitely be a distraction too, uh, because I do get excited about other things and I do have so many other projects going on. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to spread myself too thin. I don't want to just, you know, have a bajillion products or services or projects going on and I can't focus or finish on one of them. And one thing that I pride myself in as well is I want it to be quality. Whatever I do, whatever the conversation I'm having with somebody, whatever it is, it's got to have good substance to it and it's got to make me feel good at the end of the day. So if I can't combine that excitement with the realism of actually making it and then that that idea or whatever it is will dissipate into something else. Hmm. That's really, um, I think, a, a, a highly, a highly attuned awareness of of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I don't know if obsessed with the right is <laughs> the right word for it, but I am so intrigued by human behavior, which who's the person that I can dissect the most behavior on myself. So I experiment a lot with the way that I think, the way that I react to situations, the things that I feel, whatever it may be, I'm really interested in how I work as a human being, my productivity levels, like what can I experiment with, fine tune and make better. And so I think that's where that love of trying to increase that awareness that I have within myself um, has come from. Well, as we close into our final minutes here, uh, what what's on your mind now for the future? Okay, you know, it's been a kind of crazy, crazy disruptive time, I think, in a lot of people's lives, a time to reset uh, and maybe some opportunities to rebuild. What's in your mind uh, for your coming months and, and maybe year? Yeah, I just recently, you know, 2021, new year, new me, new goals, like (laughs) did that whole thing, of course. And I think everybody says this every year. We're like, no, but this year I'm really going to do it. And I think last year I had a lot of those, you know, successes and a lot of the cool. Yeah, I actually did it. I said I was going to do it and I did it. But a huge wrench got thrown in those plans called COVID. Uh, And so at one point, I did lose all my clients and I had to pivot into something that was better for me. And so for 2021, it's continuing to pivot because I made that pivot in 2020. And now it's like, okay, well, solidify it, make sure that you're still moving forward and growing. And I think last year, I focused a lot on my business as a core. And I think 2021 is more of a focus on myself as a core and how that relates to my business later on, rather than working from the outside in, working from the inside out. So that's really the major change, I guess, or continuation from 2020 to 2021. Um, But other than that, just the next couple months is doing it, (laughs) putting putting my words into actual action. Yeah. 
which it seems that you're doing um, your website, hkalaniconsulting.com. It seems to me that the mission you talked about earlier of, of helping mission-minded professionals uh, communicate you know, their, mis- their, their concepts better so that they can help more people, that seems to be what you're kind of doing. It's, as you talk about from the inside out, you know, how can you be better for yourself and therefore be better for everybody else? That yes. fair statement? Oh, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And I'm a firm believer that in all aspects of our business and in directly the way that I work with my clients is so true. Yeah, you have to work on yourself and your values and the way that you see the world and what processes are going to work for you. Something that I teach is called intuitive strategy, which is not what we're necessarily taught in marketing. And I think that, you know, strategies and tactics and methods for marketing, those are all tools that we use and that we all have in our toolbox. But each one of us is our own blueprint, right? To actually utilize the tools to build the thing that we're trying to build. So I think that intuitive strategy is really finding our own blueprint, what that means for us, and then incorporating those marketing strategies, the tools, essentially, to make that a reality. Well, it sounds like you're off to a pretty good start. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm intrigued. (laughs) Well, people can follow up with you at hkalaniconsulting.com if that's something that, uh, that meets their needs. But Haley, this has been fantastic. I thank you so much for joining me on Coffee with Humans. Um, I've I loved getting to know you, and kudos on winning the uh, Witch Madrak game. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, there was somebody who wrote in here. I feel like Haley gets round one and two, and I took round three with the hair details, which um, I gave you round three because I thought your creativity was far above mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think the innovated the innovation comes in those that hair that can crawl. <laughs> the innovation, the gap in the market was how do people actually walk upside down? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Haley, it's been wonderful. To all our viewers and uh, listeners, thanks for joining us again at Coffee with Humans, and we will catch you next time. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. coffeewithhumans.com.